Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday! I hope that you have had the most amazing week. And if you didn't, listen, it is time to reset. It's time to get it together. We're just going to get through it because that's what we do, right? Your girl is back. I had to take a couple of weeks. I like to take a couple of weeks in between the season. This is season 10, episode 1 of season 10 and can you tell by the joy i am utterly and literally excited um i've you know been away and listen y'all i swear every time i take a break from the podcast you know to rest to reset to get my you know schedule going and doing all the things why is it that everything always happens when i take a break you got cat williams reading people to filth politics is going crazy there's so much going on in the world so much but what have I been up to while I haven't been doing the podcast if you have not if this is your first time listening let me make sure you feel nice and warm and welcomed into the into the community that is the conversations with toy we talk about all things social media we talk about mental health self-care and awareness listen some of these conversations are going to be fun and uplifting. And sometimes these conversations, they, you know, we got to shed a little tears every now and then. We have to have a conversation that is about serious topics. And what is the purpose? Like, what is the actual purpose of this podcast? First and foremost, my name is Toy, obviously, of Conversations with Toy. I am a creative um, content creator and I also talk very much openly openly about mental health, usually about my mental health, things that I've been seeing in the mental health atmosphere, specifically with things that might help or conversations, conversations around mental health, right? And so I continuously do those things, even when I'm not actively using my voice. So this is why I call it a blogcast, because I am giving you curated uh blogs about four to five times a week. Now, if you go into my socials, which is at Toy Time Blog, you'll see a lot of beautiful videos, a lot of beautiful photos, all kinds of things. But please understand, me and writing, we stay going together. We ain't never breaking up. So there's always going to be a point in time where I'm going to be writing because writing is what I absolutely love. It fuels me. It gives me all of the, the feels. But as a content creator, I'm also having to then go back and forth between writing, video, and I kind of fuse them together. So on this particular episode, I brought a few of my content creator friends as we just have a couple of conversations about things that we have been seeing that has been happening in the content creator world. If you're thinking to yourself, I don't know why so-and-so is a content creator because I could have did a better job than that. Maybe you can. But it takes more than just simply going to an event and or posting, right? Because you don't have to go to events to post. It takes more than that. 
the consistency that it takes to get noticed and to keep that momentum going isn't for the faint. I know people who have such a passion. They're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is my year. And about one week, two weeks in that burnout, they, they're not used to it. They're not used to setting that schedule. They're not used to posting on consistently. It is a lot. So this is why we don't talk about people when they're doing their jobs, because this is a job. Believe it or not, it is a job. And because it's a job, and if you have to really love it, you really have to have a passion for it, it could take you wherever you want to go. But there's work to be done behind the scenes, and we're going to have that conversation. Should you get a PR agent, meaning not necessarily for yourself until you've built your brand up and then you can have one, or you should get one, I should say. You can have one anytime you want if you want to pay for it. But working with a PR what are the pros and cons, right? What are the things that I wish I could have told my younger self before I really stepped into the content creator? My younger self, meaning before I got started, right? Just to be clear, this my blog was created from my mental health, meaning I use my voice to speak about the things that I was going through and that's how we got started. And with that being said, it's easy for me to go easier. I won't say easy, but easier for me to go from writing to speaking. It's just another avenue. Okay. But before we get into all these pitfalls about working with PRs, going to events, should you got not go or go? Um, what, how, how consistent do you need to be? What does that look like on all the things? I want to take a step back. And I want to dedicate this particular episode to a friend of mine named Sharice McGill. Sharice unfortunately passed away a little over a week ago. And the devastation that it has brought to one, first of all, her entire family. She leaves behind her daughter, her parents, all these beautiful people that have was able to feel the love that Sharice gave. And then when you step outside her family, she has her business family and businesses because she was, listen, Sharice was a force to be reckoned with. The way that she moved, the way that she did things. I mean, you felt her energy every single time. I met Sharice years ago and the first time I met her, I knew she was a go-getter straight from the gate. And so we built a friendship and... Finding out about her death has been impacting me in a lot more ways than I could have imagined. And I'm finding myself just sitting and thinking about her, sitting and looking at her photos, listening to her voice on my phone. Cause I am not the, I'm not for one, if it's not something that we're talking about where we curate conversations for Instagram, I may, you may, I may post a, a video of someone, their mouth could be moving, but I'll put music over top of it because those conversations to me, um, they need to be in a situation where it's, they don't feel like I'm recording them for the, for clout or recording them just to put on my page. If you kind of understand. So as I'm listening now to the videos that are on my phone, to the conversations that she and I had, as I'm listening to her infectious laugh, when I'm listening to her voice, it literally is triggering me in so many ways. It's triggering me emotionally to find this balance of how do I deal with this grief, right? And again, my grief is no comparison to their daughter, her daughter, or no comparison to her family. But still, I feel that grieving process. And so 
I find myself sitting quietly, you know, just thinking about her again, listening to her voice, hearing her laugh, hearing the conversations that we had on, on, on my phone and things like that, just cause we just were talking and it's crazy to me that I'm even having to say that she's not here. Philadelphia, she's from Pittsburgh, but Philadelphia feels like she's one of our own. She came and embraced the city and just took off like a firestorm. You know, it's amazing. You know, the one, one of the things that I feel like I'm getting from this situation is not only not to take things for granted, not, not to take life for granted and all those things. But one of the biggest things that I'm getting is how do you treat people? How you treat people while you're amongst them? You know, I haven't heard not one person, not one person say one bad thing about Sharice, not one, not one. And it's amazing because people who haven't even had the levels of like conversations that me and her have had, there's some that have, so it's not, you know, some of y'all have, I get it. But even the people who say, I literally just went to her, I just went and ate the French toast that she had. And every time I saw her, she was a joy just by having food that she made, meaning that she was able to impact their, their world for just a second that became so memorable that when you hear of her passing, you're like, she was a good woman. She was an amazing friend. She was a great mom, an amazing daughter. You hear all these beautiful things and not just because people don't talk ill of the dead. Cause let me tell you something, folks still going to talk. If you raggedy in these streets, they're going to talk. But with Sharice, people literally use the one common word there's a lot of words to describe her, hardworking, all these different entrepreneur, like all these beautiful words. But the one that I'm holding on to the most about Sharice is joy. Sharice is joy. Every time you saw her, you felt joy. There was times even in my mental health situation, because I go to these events and I'm going to these things. If it was something for her, I just was like excited because I knew that we would, we would just have a time. We would laugh and seeing her right days before she passed, she seeing her days before she passed has really infected me because she was working and she came from out behind her counter and sat down with me and my husband and we just laughed, talked, you know, just had us a time for over an hour. And she said to me, which is the only thing I've revealed publicly, at least on a form that can be snatched and duplicated and reproduced, reset 20 million times is she said, I was just about to call you because something's happening and I didn't want you to read about it online. And then days later I would learn and read about her online. She had so much to do. She felt un like just doing all the things and everybody who knows her knows that. So if I could leave you with something, cause maybe you don't know Sharice, maybe you haven't had an impact with her. That's fine. But what I want you to do is every time you leave somebody's presence, leave them better, leave them better than when they saw you. Even if their life is magnificent, leave your mark and leave the smell of you. And I don't mean your physical smell. Cause listen, I ain't got time for that. Cause some of y'all, y'all ain't living right. Y'all ain't doing what you're supposed to do. You won't even wash your faces. So we ain't even gonna go there. But the fragrance of your, of your joy, 
leave some joy with people when they leave your presence. Instead of when you leave their presence, they're like, thank God, I'm sick and tired of talking to her. I was just making small talk. Or they say, mm, you know, she's always about some drama or she'll never have something nice to say. I need y'all to leave joy, leave joy with people, leave joy with them. I don't want anybody to, I mean, listen, everybody ain't going to like me. I ain't everybody's cup of tea, but I don't want the consensus to be girl. You know, we can't be fooling with her. Like I don't want that. Leave some joy, but you know, what's amazing. You got to have joy to leave joy. And I am making sure that I make sure that my joy is my cup of joy is full because we do a lot of things, create, think, move. We have our beings. We do all kinds of things, but I need us to get some joy and leave some joy. And let's be honest, when you're dealing with your most struggling health of mental health, that's easier said than done. I still want you to take a couple seconds to leave some joy. And that is my moment for Sharice. But this entire episode is dedicated to her and I'm sure I'll have more ways to put my thoughts into words. I'm definitely going to make a blog. I'm definitely going to do something. I want to make sure that I honor someone who gave the greatest honor to me, which was always being consistent and leaving with joy. So I want you all to lead with joy. All right. So new year, new me. And you're saying to yourself, I'm ready. I'm going to be a content creator. I could do a way better job than 90% of the people that I see posting. I don't get how they're being called to do things. I don't get why they're doing all the things. That's fine. Let's talk about that. You want to be a content creator. There's a couple of things that you need to know. One, know the reason as to why you are creating content. For me, it's writing and also creating video content. I understand my why right? It's not about me. It's about other people. It's about being honest about the fact that there are highs and lows in the mental health space. And you don't always have to come prim and and proper in all this perfection because that's not the true reality. Okay. That's part one. Know your reason why as to why you're even stepping into the sphere. And then number two, you know, your reason why you have your idea, you're ready to go. How often are you going to post? This varies. But whatever you choose to be your cadence, you need to have your cadence be what it needs to be. Now, can you have the moments when you're not, you know, you go one day and you're just like, okay, I did two posts a day, but I'm only going to do one. Yes. But the point is to be consistent, right? So now you done got you a camera, you done got you a light, you know, and FYI, any light, portable light that, and I'm going to leave a link in the, in the show notes so that you can grab all the things. And those are things that I use. But you got the light, you got the camera, or you're using your cell phone because FYI, cell phones are, are, are the business. You can do that as well. So don't spend your money trying to get a camera right off the bat. So you got your phone, you have your light, you're out to dinner, you're taking the photos, you're doing all the things. Remember when you're recording that you're not recording just for you. You're recording to create something that other people will see and want to come and dine, want to come and take and all those different things, right? This is especially if you're a food blogger or a food content creator, but there's other content creators, fashion, um, lifestyle, which I do a lot too. And you just have to figure out what your cadence is. But I'm gonna let my content creator friends come in and just bring their conversations about the things that they've learned, the things, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. All right, so first up, we have Amanda of Philly Food and Bars. That's 
bars with two R's. So she'll let you all know that when we get to talking with her, she's going to talk about her content creation journey, what she's learned, different things of the trade and what she would tell herself when she first started compared to where she's at now. She's an amazing content creator. She focuses mostly on food. She's been adding a little slices of lifestyle here and there, but she is truly amazing. And I want to bring her first up so that we can have this conversation surrounding content creation. All right, Conversations with Toy Family. It is another new week and a new season. This is season 10, episode one. We have an amazing treat today. I am inviting some of my influencing friends who we just also happen to be friends in real life uh, to have a conversation because a lot of people are going into this new year, new me, and they're like, oh, you know, I can do content creation. I can do that. And so when they say I can do that and they look at us and they're like, I don't understand how she get this and how they get that and I can do better. Let's have a conversation about what that better looks like. Because yes, a lot of people can throw videos together. There's every app, there's free apps that can help you do it all. Um, yes, but there's a there, there's a little bit of a secret, a little bit of a secret sauce that happens behind the scenes when you are a content creator. And I have Amanda here and she is going to talk about what she does. We're going to have a conversation about some of the good, the bad, and the ugly that happens in content creation and being an influencer. Amanda, thank you for being on our podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. So let the people, um, I already know what you do. Tell the people what you do as far as content creation. Okay. Uh, my name is Amanda. I run the Instagram and TikTok called Philly Food and Bars. That's with two R's because that's my last name. You know, I'm slow. I didn't even um, put two and two together. But okay, go ahead. Girl, we've been friends like that. I know. Okay. I know. All Don't right. judge me. Go ahead. Um. So, yeah, so uh, I started Philly Food and Bars in March of 21 um, and then slowly, you know, built up content. Um, I first was just like taking pictures of food that I was buying when I went out with friends or whatever. And then I kind of told myself, OK, like, let's try to post every day and then uh, got my first like invite to a content event in March of 22 uh I remember getting the DM and like almost falling out of my chair like of happiness and uh it's really just kind of snowballed from there I mean it's been almost March will be three years which is pretty crazy that and is uh, I focus I focus mostly on food but I'm like starting to do you know like I've done like a hotel experience. I've done like different things to do in Philly, like mini golf experiences that pop up, like different things. And mostly the Philly and surrounding suburb areas, like I will go to Jersey or um, Delaware. And I've highlighted some of the travels that I've had in the last couple of years too. So Amazing. Now, how often, because you said, you know, you were posting every day, how often do you post now? Is it every day? Is it multiple times a day? I mean, I know the answer, but the people listening may not know the answer. I post twice a day at, at minimum. So um, I need sometimes I was going to say, sometimes if there's a lot, it might be a three day post. <laughs> And the reason why I wanted you to say that is because for the people who are listening again, who want to step into this 
career because you can't make a career out of it. It takes a little time to build, which is everybody's issue. They just kind of want to just like throw themselves out at the beginning and they want to hit the ground running, but it does take a little while to build. And to hear somebody say, I post twice a day at minimum. And then most of the, sometimes it can be three. Cause I know for me, like you said, if you have so much going on, you might have to three do three posts. Um, I'll just say from my own experience, a lot of people will say to me, how come I turn around posts so quickly? I have so much that I have to do. I can't sit on my content because then I'll just get completely pushed back. Like I cannot operate from that pushback because nothing is going to get posted at this point if I don't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can get the back the backlog builds. <laughs> yeah, and it's like if you get sick, or anything happens, it can throw your schedule off. Even a one day of something not being posted on a certain schedule will throw the whole day and sometimes even the month off too. Now, yeah, Amanda, talk I mean, to me. You gotta really keep up. <laughs> yes. Talk to me about sponsored content versus just, let's say an invitation that's sponsored. And what we say by sponsor, let me define some sponsor posts are things what we call in kind, which means that we're receiving something in return, but it's not necessarily monetary. And then there are some sponsor posts that are monetarily paid. What's been your experience between the two and which one do you obviously prefer? Um, I mean, so as far as sponsored co posts where I was either invited in by the restaurant or a facility itself, in exchange for the post or was invited by a PR firm or whoever runs social media. Um, definitely. Um, to be honest, sometimes it's kind of hit or miss, you know, depending. Um, but I always want to try to post and talk about whatever positive I can take away. Um, and, you know, most of the time there's plenty of positives to talk about. Um, I've only had a couple experiences that have been so negative that I didn't feel it would be authentic for me to share my experience because I never want to talk badly about somebody's business or somebody's livelihood at all. Um, and again, like I can only highlight like my personal experiences. I've had plenty of people be like, I went there and it was really bad but when I went, of course, I understand the privilege of me going and me being invited that, that obviously does skew things, uh, of course. But, um, you know, for the most part, I've had a lot of positive experiences. Um, and I've met fabulous friends like yourself uh, through <laughs> going to these invites and, and taking part in these um, kind of tit-for-tat experiences. Um, as for uh, ones where I get paid outright, um, definitely only really started um for me personally uh sometime in the summer um I kind of told myself just personally like I wasn't going to charge anyone before 10,000 followers just just a personal goal I guess I mean I guess I could have but to be honest before 10,000 a lot of people didn't offer and that was fine because I was still kind of building my own brand and establishing myself and my reputation um, now that I have, I don't feel as bad asking, uh, nor do I feel bad receiving. Um, I will say I treat most of the posts exactly the same. I'm still going to 
you know, put the same amount of effort and quality into my content, uh, no matter what it is for. But I will say with like the ones where I was paid monetarily, I will, uh, you know, um, request like, hey, friends, like, can you just like look at this one? Can you like it? Can you comment? And like, I, you know, obviously our group is pretty good at like keeping engagement pretty high uh when i say group for the listeners i mean like toy and i's group friends we have through influencing um you know we all like like each other's posts and engage uh just you know because that's what you have to do as a fellow content creator you you want to support and and you know be supported by your friends and your community um but yeah especially for for monetary posts like we we will make sure like hey guys this was a paid sponsored post can you please extra engage with this and we always make sure to do that so i i definitely push those ones a little more um in my personal sphere so i like the fact that you said and it's something that i i need people to listen to and hear is that when you have regardless of the post being you know a sponsored post where it's monetary or money involved or it's in kind. I love the fact that you say that for the most part, you try to bring the same level of what's the word that I'm looking for. You want to bring the same level of commitment to the post because you never know who's watching. You never know who sees your post. You never know who's going to gravitate towards it. I've had companies that have reached out to me based upon another post that I've done for somebody else or my if I'm at an event, how I carry myself and some other, somebody might see that. And I feel like sometimes people who are coming into it don't realize that everything that you do from the time you're on scene until the time that you leave, especially whether, if, especially if you're invited, it does matter. Um, I know we had a situation where I think it was, well, I, I won't say they are a PR, but I guess technically they are now. But at the time they were saying conversations that unfortunately did not align with most of the people that were there and what people didn't realize from that situation, which is why I try to talk to people when we all get together or when, you know, just in general, when I talk to people who are not an influencer, whatever you say, people are listening. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that when they get to these invitations that your conduct while there truly does matter. There's been plenty of times when you have things that happen and you don't really like the situation, like you said, about not posting something that you felt ingenuine. How do you deal with that? Do you feel like, how do you deal with that? Like, what's the conversation like? How do you, how do you get around that when you know that you went to something and maybe it wasn't up to par situation on the back end has gone completely left? How do you handle that? Um, I definitely want to answer your question, but I just want to say, if you treat every post as if everything is a 10 out of 10 and you always are putting your best foot forward like you said you have no idea who's watching and you want to everybody to like I don't want you to look at my page and know this was paid for because it's so much better like I want you to always expect the best quality content from me because that's why I want you to follow me I want you to trust my recommendations whether it was paid or not um as to answer your question. So uh, again, it was only like really two instances that come to mind and I'll use the one as an example. I was invited to a place. Um, I talked to whoever ran the social media at the time. They assured me 
that my reservation was there. I got there. Nobody had any idea who I was. Not even the manager came out when I asked. Um, I didn't feel that the level of service I was receiving was okay, even if I was a paying customer. Um, and I just, I, I, you know, left my tip, uh, did my thing. And, um, when I got home, I wrote a very nice, but stern email and was just like, Hey, this was my experience at your establishment. Like they didn't have my reservation. The waitress basically ignored us. The manager did not come out when I requested. And I, I really wasn't a fan of the food. You were out of like all the drinks I wanted. Like, I was just like, I cannot post this as a recommendation because I didn't have a good experience. I didn't say your place was trashed. I didn't say everything was terrible. Like I, <laughs> I was very specific about what in my experience I didn't enjoy. And like, I was like, for this reason, I genuinely can't post about this because it wouldn't, it would not be authentic to me. You know, the friend who went with me would know that it was a lie because I would know that it was a lie because we both sat there and we were like, this is, this is just not it, you know? <laughs> um, and the business got back to me within a month <laughs> and yeah. they were like, we absolutely understand. Um, the person who you spoke to doesn't even work here anymore. So we're real sorry about that. And uh, if you ever want to work together, just reach out. But like we, they didn't ask me to come back, which I really appreciated because I didn't want to. <laughs> yes. I appreciate the fact that they didn't. Cause I feel like coming back after that, I feel like they would have just went out of their way to try to do better when they could have had the first impression of doing better. Like your first impression is going to be the, the one you always remember. And I've had situations where people, even if I've recommended somebody to go to something and then they go and they're like, eh, I didn't get like the same level. And it, it is disturbing to me how companies don't understand that you may not be able to get like all the things that we get as far as the things that they sent to our tables, but the customer service, I've always been big on that even before, like way mm -hmm. before I even got into this business, like customer service matters. It um, makes or breaks, honestly. Yes, it really does. Like I'll go to a place that's food is like mid, but the customer service blew me out the water that it's like, I'll come back just because of the welcoming atmosphere. Yep. A hundred percent. Now let's switch over to PRs. I love this part of this conversation. And I'm going to be talking to all of the, mm -hmm. our friends that are coming on to talk about this episode, because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand that there are times when, like you said, we get invitations that somebody has slid into our DMs and has invited us. Oftentimes there's a PR. Some companies, restaurants have their own level of PRs. So what has been your experience genuinely when working with a PR, good, bad, or indifferent? What are some of the things that you liked? What are some of the things you didn't like? And what are some things you know for sure needs improvement? Um, I will say like, I feel like most of the time I've been at the events and there's been some representative and they've been like friendly and like said at least hello thanks for coming and I feel like you know that's kind of the bare minimum but I do appreciate it um the the good I mean a lot of the times like s sometimes the events can be crazy 
and i i don't personally think that that makes it bad i think it kind of every client every restaurant is going to be different um and i think like for the most part i think we're lucky to go to a lot of good events um there's definitely been some where we walked out of there hungry or walked out of there like what just happened did anything happen (laughs) um the the bad um there are definitely tears and kind of like you said everybody talks everybody thankfully who i've met in the philly influencing sphere obviously i'm closer to you and and our group than some of the others but i feel like i'm on good terms with such a majority that like all of us talk all of us share information and it's not in like a shit talky way it's just kind of like a in a conversation way like oh i saw you posted about this place oh i saw you know you were gonna go here like did you did this place reach out to you and and you know we all talk and it's definitely a little disheartening in a way to realize like there are events that you aren't privy to and like i get it for to a degree like you know there's obviously the a b c tier but it kind of feels like getting picked last in dodgeball in a way when like you know that your content is quality when you know that you could also uh, promote this event or this restaurant um, when you see people who maybe don't have the follower count you do or that you see at less events than you or you like it's it's just disheartening and sometimes it doesn't make sense to you and I don't I want to choose to believe that it's not done um, for any type of reason, just maybe like sometimes oversights. Or maybe it is like, hey, the client specifically wants somebody with this follower count or with this engagement reach. And, and, you know, that's fine. And I understand. But like, it is kind of hard to not feel um, like hurt doesn't feel like the right word, but like, kind of salty disappointing. I guess disappointing. Be... <laughs> yeah so I do know that there are um, there are times when clients want certain engagement rates and there are times when clients want certain reaches and things of that sort but there is a sense level of there are just some that play favoritism period um and I think I think the problem with me personally this is just my personal take I like I dislike it when we have situations where people don't even post at all like they, they're consistently, they don't post and they still get invited to 2011 things and to things that you're just like, you, you think about like, what, what, what is happening here? You're not getting anything from this. Um, I think that's the part that kind of gets me a little rubbed a little way because a lot of times now for those who don't understand for me personally, I've had PRs that have never asked me how many stories I need to have, how many um, posts or, you know, static posts that you have to have. That's the post that goes on your Instagram. They've never asked me for a certain amount of TikToks. They've never asked me for that. They've never asked for me to put it on my uh, business Facebook page. They never have. Mm -hmm. I mean, to this day, there's certain ones that have never asked for anything, uh, any number. For them, I go above and beyond. This is the reason why nine times out of 10, the PR that doesn't ask me for certain levels and numbers are the ones that pull out the red carpet. They treat everybody across the the board the same way. 
It's only the ones that say, give me your first child and blood. And then make sure you post 2011 here and then 20 things here. And then you're like, what? What? For a mm -hmm. meal? For a drink? There's a lot of work. If I got to go home and put this together and turn this around and they want it in a certain time limit, it's like, what? Especially mm -hmm. when you go to these events and then the event was kind of like borderline raggedy. I'm going to steal that word. <laughs> I always say Just raggedy. Just the next one. You, you've been around me long enough to know raggedy is like my favorite word. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to an event that's completely raggedy. It's pretty much a shit show. Let's just say what it is. Right. And you want me to do a static post, which means I need to either do an Instagram reel or I need to just post a, a, a photo or something to my thing, to my, my main page. And then you want mm -hmm. three stories and two TikToks and this and that. And I'm like, you're asking for a lot for nothing. Yeah. Like you're asking for a lot for nothing. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I always assume like, one invite equals one post that's just how i've always treated it mm -hmm. um i i definitely share your sentiment it is very disheartening to see creators get invited who do nothing but maybe post one story if that and that that does that does sting when you see them get invited to everything um even though you know that you would do more for that invite um but again like you know you can only do what you can do uh as far as like what they're asking for uh again i've always kind of assumed like an invite equals a post mm -hmm. um i i don't really like being told what to post like it has to be a tiktok it has to be whatever let me just post what I'm going to post because that's going to be the most authentic. I mean, most of the time I'll make a TikTok that's like the same reel that I end up posting. Right. Uh, and I'll post like some Instagram stories and stuff. And, you know, I feel like if you're inviting me, you're seeing my content, you're seeing what I'm going to do. Don't tell me what I'm going to do. Don't like, I'm not a child. Um, this isn't class. This isn't homework. I'm an adult who was invited to another adult's event and I like, I will post for you because I just, I said, yes, you know, don't breathe down my neck or tell me how I have to do it. I I'm going to, because I said, yes, because that's just like how I want to conduct myself. Um, and honestly, you, again like based on what i've seen some other people do i feel like there's a level of gratitude that should be there <laughs> right i feel like yeah i've always posted i've never really had an issue with posting something it could be stories it could be main it could be something i'm always going to post something i just find mm -hmm. it that the ones that are telling us exactly how to post is, for, is the struggle for me um I do want to bring up one conversation because we've had this conversation in our group. We've had, I've had this conversation with people outside of our group. I've had this. So a lot of people don't know as a blogger, 
I am connected to She Media. She Media does things like blog her. They do a bunch of events. They do all these different things. And they bring in people that will talk to us about contracts and different things. Like we get these conversations going all the time. And I honestly feel like Philadelphia's PR system doesn't understand the, the concept of contracts. So I've had this conversation with several PRs that have said that if they send an invitation and it says in lieu of this, uh, in this, in this invitation, that you must post a static three stories and this is the expectation. There is a difference between the expectation to post and the obligation to post. There is a slight difference. The expectation that you agree to do something isn't a contract. It's just an expectation. There, some PRs in Philadelphia are operating as if they send you this listing of things that you're supposed to do and you don't do it. Now you're stepping into the legality. There's no such thing as a legality unless there's a contract, which some PRs have gotten smarter. I don't know if you've been starting to get them, but there's some that will send you a contract, even if it's just what you're going to post. Have you gotten those yet? Yeah, I actually just signed one this week for a post I'm going to do for a PR firm. And um, I mean, it was like you own the right to your content. They own the right to their um, business that you're going to do stuff for. You're agreeing to this post for this like uh, like in this time frame. And uh, honestly, um, I don't <laughs> I think it's wildly professional. But there's others that don't operate. There is no contract. It's only the so expectation. Many. There's only the expectation to post versus the, the contract. There's no contract in place. If I sign a contract, even if I'm not getting paid, but I sign a contract, that's a legally binding situation. Expectation to post is not legally binding. And I think a lot of times people hang the dangle, the I'm going to remove you from the list as the consequence of that but that can't be the case because they'll have 30 people who come to an event and will never post but they still get they still get invited so i feel like the 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 yep. dangling of the carrot of do you want to be back and invited is wild to me how do you feel about that yeah i mean again like the way that i've always interpreted the invite is it's going to be a post whether you're spelling out exactly what you want or not uh, so I, like, I almost understand if you were just invited and they didn't, they just say like, we'd love if you would post or, you know, it'd be great if you could share your experience and it's like, okay, then there's really no expectation and no obligation, but the ones that say like, we want this story, we want this. And then you say, yes, the invite and you don't, while I understand that it's not legally, like okay fine they didn't do anything um i i see it as kind of like a slap honestly like a little a little disrespectful to like be like okay like you're invited you're on this list but like you you didn't you did your own thing and and you know maybe people have their own reasons for that and, and stuff and but i mean the pr firms like you want to dangle the carrot but you don't change anything either i mean i feel like there anything. needs to be change there has to be changes on both sides. It has to be changes on the influencer. It has to be changes on the PR so that everybody can operate in the same fashion. Um, 
because it's it's just a wild it's a crazy world like a lot of people think that this influencer world is just like so straightforward but there's a lot of movement that happens along the way and a lot of people just don't understand the work that takes to get online you know to post something people think you just post and you walk away you have to engage with the comments you have to engage with with people if they comment you have to do something say something hi wave an emoji something you need to hear you need to connect yep And that can take up some time. And, you know, in between that, you're also pitching to other companies in between all of those things. So nobody's just sitting around twiddling their thumbs. That's for sure. No, it is definitely not like a post and walk away world. You have to engage. And again, like you engage with other people if you want them to engage with your stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's only... I, I want to say it's only fair, but like everybody can do what they want. <laughs> right. It should be understood. Yeah. It's, it's understood. All right. So now we talked about the business, the business of it. We talked about the ups and downs, the good and the bad. What do you do to balance out your content creation world versus your real life world in the form of self-care? How do you balance that? Because again, we are either on our phones 24 seven on our laptops some type of electronic, nine, nine times out of 10, I'm going between my laptop and my phone constantly. It's so bad. I had to ask my husband for a new um, case for my laptop for Christmas because this one is, has taken a beat and I've only had this one for two years. Um, <laughs> so how do you balance out that lifestyle between the whole content creation and your real life and real world? So um, I'm I'm a naturally very extroverted person. So like I know that some creators like need that decompression time. And honestly, like I truly enjoy going to events and like getting to see friends and like that gives me energy. Like I work a full-time job and like, I feel like at the end of the day, I'm like kind of down here, like just man. And then I go (laughs) to the events. I'm like, Ooh, all right. Like, all right, this is great. Um, as far as like balancing my personal life, uh, I'm very fortunate that a lot of my friends and my family can like do a lot of these events with me or like come to uh, a dinner or brunch with me. Um, so I get that time. Uh, I try really hard when I'm at events and when I'm with friends like at someone's house or like out at a restaurant to not be on my phone specifically Instagram because I will get really really sucked in Mm. and I hate to like not respond to somebody's comment I honestly have Instagram notifications turned off on my phone and I I've had that for years before I even started my account because I don't like seeing notifications I don't like seeing them um and when I see them I need to check them and I don't want to check them so not having Instagram notifications is a big one that really helps keep everything kind of separate until I know like, okay, I can sit here and engage. I can sit on my phone for a half hour and not feel like I'm wasting time with friends or family or anything. So not having Instagram notifications is great for my self-care. Like definitely not necessarily again, phone down policy, but like definitely being more mindful when I'm with people to like be in that moment I'm a big like I love to take photos and I I don't count that in my time with friends because I'm trying to like you know I have so many pictures of food at this point like I I need to balance that with some people sometimes (laughs) um so I try really hard to like be in the moment like not be on social media 
even if my friends are you know even if we're like watching a show together and I look over and they're definitely scrolling like looking at memes I'll be like okay like I don't need to do that right now and sometimes like I'm gonna throw a Spongebob reference out there sometimes I feel like that episode of Spongebob where he's sitting in Sandy's tree house with no water like I don't need it I don't need it. And I'm like thinking like, wow, I really want to check right now. But I'm like, you know what? It's still going to be there in, in three hours. What's really going to change? What's really going to happen? So I really try hard to like be in the moment and like not post live when I'm out at places. And I feel like that has done a lot for like my mental health and like been a big form of like being able to like separate me from my Instagram. Um, besides that, I mean, I, I live and die by my calendar. You know this. <laughs> I yeah, asked you to go too. to ramen with me tomorrow and you're like, I need a calendar invite. And I'm like, how do I? You're like, I got it. I'll, I'll just send a calendar <laughs> invite. Um, but I will like reach out to friends and be like, okay, what are you doing this day? And I'll block off that time from my calendar so that I can't go to a media event. I can't go schedule something. Be like, oh, I already have time scheduled with friends. Um. As for like any like if somebody is listening to this and they're like, oh my god, does this girl like to be alone? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I read every night before I go to bed. That is like my I and only like 15, 20 minutes, and that's really all I need. That's all I can retain. Honestly, <laughs> I used to be able to re- like read for hours and hours. And I can if it's a really good book, but like now because of the way I consume media, like my attention span is becomes so much slower but I still take the time to try to read at least 15 20 minutes every day and then my drives to and from work um I really truly enjoy listening to Taylor Swift as loud as possible and singing along and pretending I am Taylor Swift (laughs) at a concert well there's nothing wrong with being a Swifty so that's fine live and die by the Swift (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you for being on our conversation because I want to increase more conversations so that people can hear outside of me tell everyone about the ins and the outs behind the scenes that take place because so many people want to jump into this, but they don't realize the full picture. There's so many moving parts that happen. You got to be ready and prepared. And you also got to have some level of organization because if you're not organized, this will be very consuming. It'll, it, you'll have these moments of burnout and frustrations and wanting to quit and wanting to give up. And it happens to all of us to some extent, just with life, just with anything, but you've got to have the heart of wanting to do it. And if you know your reason why you started in the beginning, you always got to keep reminding yourself every now and again, like remind yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. What is your goal? What is your purpose? What's the end? What's the end that you're trying to trying to get to? And I feel like you're on your way. You are definitely on your way. Doing my best. Can I can I say one more thing? You may. You know, of course you can. Uh, so basically the advice I would give to like the Amanda that started Philly Food and Bars like three years ago any advice I would give to any person who wants to start in content creation is basically the uh, plot of the movie uh, Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is this man who, like, says no to everything. He's very, like, sad and depressed. And he goes to the seminar, and basically the seminar says, like, you have to say yes to everything. And as he says yes to everything, like, his life kind of turns around. 
And he eventually is confronted with a decision that he doesn't want to say yes to, but he does, even though he doesn't think that he should. And, um, you know, the movie kind of ends with him realizing, like, he can say no, but saying yes, like, opened his mind to the possibilities. So my best advice um, is to say yes to everything, because that will teach you what to say no to. Um And the thing is, like, I almost burned myself out really hard in 2023 because I was really taking off and I was so afraid that if I said no to things, that my momentum would cease and that I would no longer be successful. And the thing about content creation is that you tend to feel like if you slow down or take any kind of pause like we were talking about earlier with the content buildups and stuff, like you can feel so overwhelmed to get back to it. You can feel like, okay, like what if everything slows down permanently? You know what I mean? Like it is, it is hard and it is difficult to like continue, um, uh, to say yes to everything once you've reached a certain point. So my, you know, again, like I feel like, You need to say yes to everything because that will teach you what to say no to. Um, You need to know what kind of, like, like what kind of events you enjoy, what kind of things you don't enjoy, what you do want to feature on your page or your blog or what, what brings you joy, what you want to highlight, what you don't necessarily want to highlight. And by saying yes to so many things while you're building and establishing yourself and your brand is so important because it teaches you in the long run, what is going to bring you happiness and what's going to make this sustainable for you. So, um, Again, like say yes, because it will teach you to say no, like going into even like November, December this year, like I was learning what I can say no to and realizing that saying no doesn't close off any new opportunities, but like you, you know, and can feel in yourself, like what you genuinely want to do, what's going to bring you happiness, what you want to feature. And those opportunities were going to find you. So like continue to say yes and feel confident when you say no, that is the most important thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's my advice. All right. Now, what did you think? It is my hope that you heard something. Again, everybody's experience with content creation and everybody's experience with like PR companies and things, um, it's different. Everybody's experience is different. When I came into doing what I did, I just kept my blog. And I still, this is why um, I keep the blog as consistent because these social media apps, will they will fade. These social media apps change every 2.3 seconds. These social media apps act a fool. Sometimes they don't even come on. Sometimes you go in there and they don't crash. So this is why I always say you got to have a website. Get you a website so you can have and control the content that you're placing on said website, right? And in addition to that, know that you got to learn to know what you're willing to, to have happen in your world. For instance, there are some PRs that don't consider the amount of money that goes into content creation. Like for instance, if you go to a restaurant opening and they invite you and you're there, 
that's still gas to get there or an Uber because God forbid you're drinking. So you don't want to have, you know, drink and drive. So you got Ubers, you got gas, you have getting dressed. You might have to get another outfit, however the case may be. And I know this sounds superficial. Like it's like, well, you know, you're getting free food, you're getting free drinks. So what's the big deal? A lot of it goes into in between that. And that's just five seconds of a, of a smidgen of just a situation, right? Content creation can take you in all many different places. And in, in the same in the same breath, you have to be willing to decide what you want to do. What do you want to do? What do you want to get out of it? And desire to know that sometimes you're, you're building a brand. It may not take off right off away. I, I know everybody wants to go viral, right? Going viral is where it's at. But what you're going to do once you have the attention of these people, because I know people for a fact right now, who stress out by going viral, that they stress every video that they post. And me, I just be like, um, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to bring my energy and my light to this and I'm going to post it. I'm not stressing over how many, like, let me see, let me get the hits, let me get the hits because it's weird. It's weird. But people are worried about more going viral. And then it's like, once you get their attention, what do you, what do you plan to do with it? Are you planning to keep something like, what is your purpose? And this is why knowing your purpose matters. Please get a website, regardless of all the information that you hear, you have got to have some sort of a website so you can store, you can upload, you can put every piece of content that you want other people to absorb and, and have or get hold to. That's what you want to do. Be aware that there are people regardless of in the field that you want to go into that will be vultures they will take and sap out every piece of energy from you they will take from you they want you to do all the things i mean it's a mess out here in these content creation streets and if you know you've seen i'm sure you've seen conversations about these things on social media you've heard about these things especially on tiktok um you'll see the just the people who are taking advantage but be true to yourself don't try to copy somebody else's um, flavor literally be yourself and just show up in the space the way you just that you want to show up i want you to just take the time to do those amazing things and um i want you to have a great weekend next week we're going to have a whole nother topic whole nother conversation i do want to say this um seasonal depression is happening now because we are definitely in the winter months and a lot of people don't understand why they seem to feel more sluggish. They're more tired. Their emotions are all over the place. They don't have the energy to go out. Even the littlest things that they used to enjoy, they find themselves like pulling away from it, like kind of just pulling away from that. I want you to understand there's a reason. Sometimes it could just be, you know, having an off moment, having an off day. And sometimes it can be seasonal depression. Seasonal depression looks different in every last person. So there could be a list of, of symptoms to look for. And you might say, I only have two, so it can't be that. It can. I only have, you know, three or I only have one. Like it still can be that. And am I saying that everybody who's having these things are suffering from that? No. But what I am saying, since I'm not a licensed psychiatrist, is this. If you find that your mood has altered to the point where you have disassociated from friends and you're disassociated from the things that you like and you're finding yourself just kind of feeling blue and blah and you just, you can't shake it. You try to do little things. You may go to the gym, work out. You may try to hang out with a friend, but you still feel this overwhelming feeling. This is what I need you to do. I need you to make an appointment with your family doctor if you, you know, start there. 
have that conversation and then that will direct you to, do you see a psychiatrist? Do you see a therapist? Do you see these things? If you know in your spirit, listen, I think I'm ready to start the option of getting therapy. I'm going to tell you a couple of things. Number one, don't think that you're going to go to one session. It's going to be all gravy because you're going to play yourself and I don't want that for you, right? I want better for you. Uh, going to therapy will leave your emotions all up and down, but it's a part of the process as you kind of mash out some of those things that you're dealing with. Number two, be patient with the process. Don't think three sessions and you're going to be cured or you're going to be happy or you're just going to be good to go. It takes a while. So those are two advices that I can give about therapy. Whatever you choose to do, I do hope that this particular weekend, as you step into the weekend, that you find one activity. And I say this all the time, one activity, bare minimum that you can do for you, meaning where you don't have to be an Uber parent. You're not driving friends and family around. You're not giving money every 2.3 seconds from people who keep asking for more, for more, for more. I want you to find one activity that resonates with you. It doesn't have to be majorly big. You don't even have to spend a lot of money. I just want you to find something that resonates with you and do that activity activity and do it well. I think sometimes we go through the weekends and we're just trying to catch up with chores. We're trying to clean the house. We're trying to do the laundry. We're trying to go to the grocery store, hit the target, which, you know, target is bay, um, and do my target runs and all these different things. You're doing all these things, but you haven't done enough for yourself. You haven't gotten enough rest because you're doing so many different things. You're being pulled so many different ways. I want you to take the time out to refresh yourself. I want you to find activity that you love. And if you can do it every day of the weekend, great. But if you can do it just at least one activity throughout the week, one activity in the weekend, go ahead and do it. I want you to do it. I want better for you. I want better for us. Thank you for uh, listening to this episode. If something resonated with you, and I hope that it did, I want you to share this episode with someone else. Share it with somebody that you love. Maybe they're going through a tough time and they just needed to hear these these little messages, little nuggets, these wisdom nuggets, as I used to call them. Um, Maybe they need that. Maybe there's somebody that has aspirations to really do some big things, but again, they're afraid to try because they feel like once they try, people are going to judge them. You got to have some thick skin coming into any field. You got to have some thick skin. Doesn't mean that you can't show emotion. Doesn't mean that you're not going to get hurt because you are, but you got to have the thick skin so that when you go to post and do certain things, you're going to get caught up in making sure it looks a certain way and be a certain way. I want you to get caught up in knowing that this is your purpose and your purpose keeps pulling on you because it's where you're supposed to do but you're scared listen I've done things with fear literally feels like it's draining me but I feel like this eventually that fear that anxiety will drop off and I am the type of person that gets real clammy even though I go to all these events I still get social I have social anxiety and so I'll go to different places and I don't know someone or I'm in a new space or I'm doing something that's just outside of my realm And I feel nervous. I feel scared. I feel apprehensive. I don't feel as confident. I don't feel strong. I have all these different feelings, but I continue to push through because I don't want to see and look back on my life and say, I wish I could have done, or I wish I would have done when I was in my X amount of years. I want us to go for it. Go for the dream. Make it happen. Do what needs to be done. I love each and every last one of you. Again, do one activity that makes you feel great. Make sure you share this episode with somebody else. It doesn't cost a dime to send a, to send that link. Number two, reshare this with someone else on your platforms. Reshare, reshare, reshare. And wherever you are listening to this podcast, can you hit me with a little bit of a review? Because listen, I'm bringing the energy this season. I'm bringing you the energy. Let me know what you may want to listen to, what you want to talk about, what you want me to talk about. Let me know. I'm here for you. This is for you, for us. All right, have a great weekend and thank you for listening to Conversations with Toy.
Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.